This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 645, that means it's time to check in with Rick Forchuk. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, and we start with The Mummy. We'll start there, and uh, this is an interesting week because we have one movie that's been trashed by the reviewers, which I thought was a very, very good film. Another one that reviewers have said is a good movie that I thought was just a stinkeroo. So we'll start with The Mummy, though. This is a good film. I liked it. It's a Tom Cruise-driven remake of a remake of a remake. Uh, The first Mummy was with Boris Karloff in 1932, again with Peter Cushing in 1959, and yet again with Brendan Fraser in 1999. And as I said, this one's been badly bashed by many reviewers. I would not let that stop you from taking it in. For what it is, a good, solid popcorn movie, it's well worth the time in the theater. Cruz takes on the role of Nick Martin, uh, Morton, a ne'er-do-well soldier looking for antiquities in the Middle East so that he can scoop and sell them on the black market. His role is nothing like that of Brendan Fraser's from 1999. The script bears little resemblance to its predecessors. Uh, This one's written by David Kapp, who's done screenplays for Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, Angels and Demons, and War of the Worlds, and he knows his subject matter well. Uh, Director Alex Kurtzman, uh, who's done television such as Sleepy Hollow, Fringe, and Hawaii Five-0, and producer Robert Orsi from Transformers, Spider-Man, and Star Trek Into Darkness know their way around a special effects-laden thriller as well. So the talent both in front of the camera and behind it is very strong. As for the story itself, well, you know how it goes. An ancient mummy, this time a female named Amanet, uh, played by Algerian-born Sofia Botella, uh, she played Jayla in the last Star Trek movie, is unearthed, returns to life, and goes looking for her chosen one to share immortality. That turns out to be Nick Morton, and the chase is on. And chase is what it's all about. The signature action set pieces involve the standard airplane crash, a lot of running through the streets, first in Mesopotamia and later in London, and the Tom Cruise underwater scenes. It's all about finding the jewel to a dagger that will bring eternal life to the person who has killed such a knife. Now, the movie has elements of many genres, including a very specific tip of the hat to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and to The Walking Dead, and to the origins of the original Mummy movies. The special effects, Jill, are excellent. Uh, the Mummy, Amanet, is particularly diabolical. And I thought Cruz was a fine choice to play the good guy, bad guy role here. The rating's 14A. It's The Mummy. I thought it was just fine for what it is. All right. Take it for what it is. Uh, our next uh, film, uh, based on a true story about a woman uh, who makes her way to the Marines. Yes, exactly right. It's called Megan Levy. Uh, Kate Mara here is excellent as the title character, a young woman in her early 20s whose life is going nowhere. She lives with her mother, played by Edie Falco of The Sopranos, and her stepfather, Will Patton, but it's an uneasy relationship. Mother and daughter don't get along. Daughter doesn't work, sleeps all day, parties too hard, and is generally not doing anybody any good. Uh, This is based on actual people and actual events. We see Megan signing up for the Marine Corps, but she's something of a screw-up there, too, and is close to getting drummed out when she's assigned to pooper-scooper duty in the kennels where the bomb-sniffing dogs live. It's part of her punishment. But she quickly finds that she relates to dogs, particularly Rex, a vicious and wayward German shepherd, better than she relates to most people. Learning that she must become a crack shot as a marked woman and that she has to have high scores, 90-plus on her academic work, to become a dog handler, she buckles down, gets the job done, and soon she and Rex are deployed to Iraq. On mission in country uh, for more than six months, where she and her dog are responsible for saving more than 100 marine lives, Megan and Rex get blown up by an IED. 
Now, we learned that service animals have exactly the same kind of PTSD as humans, and as uh, Rex uh, has his own problems, uh, so does she. Um, Megan slips back into her old dysfunctional life back home, and uh, the performances here are all first rate. Uh, the story will bring a tear to your eye, but not in a bad way, not in an old yeller way. Uh, you can see, you can stay through the credits and see pictures of the real Megan and the real Rex. As well in the graduation scene where the dog handlers are given their passing grades, the female drill sergeant is played by the real Megan Levy. Excellent movie, easy to recommend, some language, they're Marines after all, but a solid story, rated 14A, and I think it sticks pretty close to the truth, Jill. All right, sounds good. Uh, our next uh, one, It Comes at Night. Yeah, this one is a real stinker. We don't, <laughs> we don't know what it is, we don't know if it ever came. Uh, sometimes things just don't make sense. I like a good horror movie, often I even like a bad horror movie, but this film is well beyond anything I can understand, and for me, an hour and 45 minutes of my life, I will never get back. Despite good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and on Metacritic, I found it completely hopeless. The short version of what happens is that it's a post-apocalyptic something. A disease of some sort seems to have ravaged mankind, but the entire film takes place at a house on a piece of rural property where a family of three, played by Joel Edgerton, who also executive produced, Carmen Iogo from Alien Covenant, and their 17-year-old son, played by Kelvin Harrison uh, from Birth of a Nation, sit in the dark and wait. When a man breaks into their house claiming he has a wife and young child and didn't know the place was occupied, a decision is made to take the three into their home. But despite the title, we never find out what it is. We don't know if it came by night or by Uber. And by movie's end, I looked around and said, that's it. And the others in the theater seemed to feel exactly the same way. My wife, Betty Boop, looked at me, put up her hands and said, huh, what, are we done? Uh, we just looked at one another incredulously. Artsy, I suppose, but a very, very big waste of time. Just a bad movie. 18A is the rating, but it's not even worth it. All right, maybe skipping that one. Let's head on over to Netflix. Uh, yeah, Netflix got some interesting movies. Uh, we'll start with Win It All. Uh, this is a subtitle, The Lighthouse of the Whales. It is a current movie from 2017, a Netflix original film. And just to digress for a moment, Jill, uh, more and more of these Netflix originals are showing up. And Netflix has recently purchased a, an amount of land and a number of sound stages in the Los Angeles area, which currently makes them the biggest movie production studio there. Mm -hmm. uh, bigger than Sony, bigger than Fox, bigger than everybody. Uh, so this one checks off a number of boxes in current culture. We have autism, the environment, freedom of sea mammals, and international themes all woven together in a sensitive tale of a mother who is seeking some way for her young autistic son to develop a higher level and a higher emotional connection with something, with anything. Uh, she leaves her native Madrid, Spain, and travels with the boy to Patagonia, where a man who works as a ranger protecting seals, sea lions, and orcas lives a lonely life on a rocky, windswept coast. There's some spectacular scenery, some touching moments between man, boy, and sea life, and a sense of home and help as the story spins out. Not a Hollywood film, which is a plus here, given the sensitivity of the source material. The rating's PG. It's called Win It All. It's on Netflix. And Netflix already also has uh, Sandy Wexler. Yep, another original from 2017. Uh, this one was co-written by Adam Sandler. He also stars as a title character, a Hollywood talent agent, who works on the fringe of the business with a very exclusive and very unusual clientele. A good number of Sandler's longtime buddies appear in various roles, including Kevin James from King of Queens and Kevin Can Wait, Chris Elliott, Rob Schneider, and Terry Crews. Now, the hook to the story is that Sandy makes a big mistake, something no talent agent should do. He falls for one of his clients, 
a singer of amazing talent played by Oscar winner Jennifer Hudson. We follow the pair over the next 10 years as their lives unravel and re-ravel. Uh, the rating is 14A. That's Sandy Wexter on Netflix. All right. Over on Amazon Prime, Babe. Yeah, Babe, 1995. But you know what? Every eight or nine years, a whole new generation is ready for Babe. The big star here is the little pig voiced by Christine Cavanaugh, playing up against an uncertain relationship with farmer Arthur H. Hoggett, played by James Cromwell. Uh, this live-action movie, suitable for all family members, is ready for a new generation to appreciate how a little pig raised by sheepdogs finds its way in a complicated farm world. Learning how to herd sheep seems to be the ticket for Babe, which, although not genetic, seems to be where her talent lies. Farm animal voices are provided by Hugo Weaving, Miriam Flynn, Miriam Margulies, among others, uh, all under the direction of narrator Roscoe Lee Brown. Kids will love this movie, and Jill, adults may love it just a little bit more. <laughs> that is. G rating, it's Babe. That is true. Uh, we have a minute left to look at uh, old fashioned TV. Yep, uh, three quickies here. American Grit, uh, where this is hosted by WWE veteran John Cena, back for a second season of Marine Boot Camp competition. Uh, Steve Harvey's Thunderdome. Harvey's stock just keeps going up. He hosts yet another series, begins tonight. This one looks at various new inventions and a path to funding them to allow the inventors to get into production. And Celebrity Family Feud, back for its third summer run. This famous person's version of the old standby features American Idol winner Kelly Clarkson tonight facing off against Amy Schumer. And we also see Bindi Irwin, daughter of the late crocodile hunter Steve Irwin, going up against Chrissy Metz of the TV series This Is Us. That's on ABC Tonight, Jill. All right. At least I recognize the celebrities in Celebrity Family Feud now. That's uh, Yeah, that's for something. those who aren't sure about Chrissy Metz, uh, she is the plus-size person on This Is Us, and she's a terrific personality. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing her on the game show. All right, sounds good. Rick, thank you so much. We will catch you next weekend. Thanks, Jill. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.